0: Hi and welcome to another podcast from The Human Diver where we are looking to apply counter-errorism techniques in diving. By that we mean human factors and non-technical skills. Our goal is to give you the knowledge and skills so that your dives are safer and more enjoyable. The podcast is a mixture of short podcasts based on the blogs we have and longer podcasts which will be interviews or discussion topics. Show notes will be provided so you can dig deeper if you want. Ready to jump in? When you go diving, do you even consider what SAFE means? SAFE can mean many things to many different people. A 10-metre reef dive for some has a level of risk, maybe from the wildlife that resides there or the currents or waves that are present. A 30-metre wreck dive with some level of penetration has a level of risk, maybe very low visibility, or the risk of structural collapse, thereby trapping the divers or being lost inside without a line and running out of gas. A cave dive has a level of risk, lost line, poor visibility, and running out of gas. The perception and acceptance of risk is critical when considering safe. The acceptable level of risk is down to each of us at the time, given our training, skills, and knowledge. What about when we have no experience? When we are a novice, we have no concept of what an acceptable level of risk is. We'd like to think it will be close to zero, and we will believe that the instructor and or dive center is managing the risk for us. And besides, if anything goes wrong, we've got insurance to recover the situation and if you are in the US, you can likely sue someone. But what does a safe look like in reality? The framework from a publication on safety in healthcare highlights that there are different perspectives present when considering how to approach the risks faced. The different domains have different levels of acceptable risk along with different types of healthcare activity, ultra-adaptive. For example, rare cancers or treatment of trauma, This is where teams and organisations embrace risk because they know that they cannot control the context in which they operate. High reliability. For example, elective surgery. This is where the focus is on risk management because there is an inherent risk that should be controlled through processes and procedures. Ultra safe. For example, medical laboratory or blood transfusion. This is where the consequences of failure are huge and so need to be avoided by massive investment. Where does the world of diving sit? You might say that it sits in the ultra-adaptive space, but does the industry behave like that in terms of risk management strategies and practices? The problem we have in diving is that we don't have good numbers relating to the risk involved. We have a fairly rough idea of fatalities per year at a global level, at least 180, but we have no idea about the number of dives that take place, nor do we know how many active divers there are. So what is the failure rate for diving? The often quoted number is 1-200,000 to fatalities per dive, but I have yet to find the original source data for this. Diving safety is often measured by the number of fatalities that happen. The issue with this metric is that it contains so many contributory variables. When the numbers go up or down, it can be claimed to be down to some intervention. But given the number of variables, it is unlikely to be down to one intervention. The same as saying DCS can be managed effectively by changing a gradient factor value, forgetting the numerous other physiological and environmental factors. Would we consider a safe dive one in which everyone gets back on the boat or shore, having had a dive that didn't end up with anyone being physically or psychologically harmed, and the equipment being in the configuration it was supposed to be AIE, no out-of-gases situations, or gear dumped or damaged because of an emergency? Should we consider safe being the way in which the dive is conducted so that if an adverse event occurs, then the team are able to fail safely? As Todd Conklin says, Safety is not just the absence of accidents or incidents, but rather the presence of barriers and defences and the capacity of the system to fail safely. How often do you validate your emergency or rescue plans? How often do you practice out of gas ascents from depth, at the planned rate of ascent which matches your gas planning? When was the last time you practiced trying to get a casualty back on your boat in poor weather? When was the last time you practiced a lost buddy drill on an open water dive or a cave dive for that matter? At a simple level when was the last time you practiced dropping your weights on the surface? How often do you run a debrief to find out where things aren't working and need to be addressed? Many organizations have risk assessments as a way of showing how they manage risk. These risk assessments should be used to put processes and tools in place to minimize the likelihood of an adverse outcome. However in some cases These are just fantasy documents that bear very little resemblance to what happens in a diver training program because the assumptions made in the risk assessment have not been validated. And in most cases, it doesn't matter because nothing goes wrong and the flaws in the system are not exposed. While it doesn't matter for that time, it sets the team or instructor up for failure in the future because they are creating a false sense of security that the paperwork matches reality and they are covering the risks that might be realized. Each one of us will have an idea of what safe means and how it could be measured. I'd like to ask you to pause and think about what safety and safe means in the context of your diving. There is always going to be inherent risk in the activity we love. We are in a non-life-sustaining environment after all, and the reward is often worth the risk. We get to see and experience things that many others don't. At the same time, we have to understand that it doesn't take much to move from a lovely, enjoyable dive to something which is terrifying, like being stuck in a wreck in zero visibility and having no idea which way is out. What do you do to create a safe dive? How do you know a dive was safe? Don't fall foul of the outcome or severity biases when you reflect on the dive though. Fundamentally, we have an individually constructed view of safe. We also have a socially constructed view of safe based on our interactions with others. Problems can happen when there is a mismatch between an individually constructed view of safe and the team's construct of safe and there isn't a psychologically safe environment to ask the question, how do we deal with things going wrong? Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to know more about what was discussed in this episode, head over to the Human Diver website at thehumandiver.com where you will find details about our education programs, the If Only documentary, the book Under Pressure, and the many, many blogs we have published there. If you think others should listen and learn, consider sharing the link. Thank you.